I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, where we talk about Resident Evil, Pokemon, Legend of Zelda, Final Fantasy, Sonic the Hedgehog, Devil Silent May Hell, Cry. Devil May Cry, <laughs> Golden Girls, Futurama, Metroid, Gargoyles, Gargoyles Street Fighter, Buffy, <laughs> Angels, What We Do in the Shadow, and then sometimes also the X-Men. <laughs> Did I write that down in advance? We'll never know. Oh my god. Um, we watch every adaptation of the X-Men here, but uh, you're listening to a listener mail episode, <laughs> which is where we answer questions and talk about our feelings and what we did in high school and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the show. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to the animated stages. The mutant ages, decades of history. The mutant ages, with Ryan and Maddie. The mutant ages, a journey through memory. The mutant ages, with Ryan and Maddie. Welcome. We're taking yet another break from the Wolverine anime, which we are exhausted. Because Fuck it. We are exhausted. Fuck it. We have two episodes to go and they feel interminable. I was so relieved this week when I remembered I didn't have to watch an episode. I like DM dry and I was like, oh my God, it's a list of mail. I don't have to watch an episode. I was so excited. Yeah, but it always means more work for me because I have to put the listener mail together and write a comic book. You, but it's more work for you that you invented and assigned yourself. Like you're acting like someone why. else told you to do this and you're like, well, I decided to write an hour long <laughs> fan fiction every Every single time. <laughs> you know, honestly, when I've done job interviews, they're like, what do you do for fun? And of course, I mentioned the things I do for fun, which I'm like, yeah, I go to theme parks and I roller skate and kayak. Those are the things I love to do. Mm-hmm. But also, I do all these side projects because I can't not do that. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, won't interfere with work. But, you know, just so you know, I am somebody that just invents projects to do. So, you know, like, and I see them through. No, I think it's a good thing for an interview. Be it like, is. It's like I've got crazy project management to the point that if I don't have any, then I make some up. Me too. Because I'm like, I'm going to go insane and be too depressed to function. It's the ADHD, which I'm starting. I'm just starting <laughs> to lean into because Maddie's been telling me I have it for years. It's fine. In six months, you'll tell me you don't have it anymore. And I'll just be like, okay, Ryan. Well, probably. It dep- <laughs> well, it's because my therapist has always been like, you have like ADD and OCD symptoms from like years of trauma, which is fair. I mean, I think that's entirely possible. But I also feel like it's like we're on the spectrum, am I with the ADHD and also some sort of level of autism? Who knows? Right. Like- I mean, the problem is that trauma also causes a lot of those exact same symptoms. And exactly. in my head, I'm like, well, I don't really care which it is because I have the symptoms, so I may as well treat them. You know what it is? All you can do is work toward um, 
I wouldn't say healing those things. I mean, you can heal. Uh, living with them. Let's say that. Well, I would say like, how do you negotiate with those things? Right. And so yeah. they don't actually become an overbearing negative presence in your life. And instead become like a positive thing that you have where you're yeah, taking advantage right. of the weird personality you have. It's a superpower, right? Exactly. It's all of our mutations because none of our brains are the same. That's Even right. though like Damn straight. white straight men really think we are all men and straight and white. Exactly like them. But we aren't. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, this show, we're going to read some <laughs> listener mail. Although yep. I just pointed out to Maddie that the last episode of Wolverine that we're going to record is going to sync up with her wedding, her actual wedding. I'm which so is excited. Hilarious. I'm so excited for my straight wedding. It's so gay. <laughs> I'm probably going to wear a rainbow studded belt and I don't care. Anyway. All right. So I'm going to read this first question, reaching into the listener bag. Yay. And it is from the guy who likes Beast too much. Yeah. Which we've got some fun questions. (laughs) It's funny because it sounds like we're just calling him that, but like that's also his handle. I don't even know if it's a key, honestly. (laughs) That's true. I'm assuming it is if it's the guy who likes Beast too much. You know, like I just don't assume anything with genders. I let people tell me. You can be a guy and not be a guy. (laughs) Like, what is gender, right? So, anyway, uh, what's an X character that's obscure, not being used, that you would want to reinvent? And or upgrade. Personally, I would go with Hellion because I would want to have him focus more on becoming a team's telepath, mostly because I like the idea of an Emma Frost student becoming every gay X fan's dream, mm. being like Emma, Jean, and Psylocke. This is a great question because I think Krakoa really did bring back every possible character that we haven't seen that has been super obscure. Mm-hmm. I don't have an answer right yet. I have to think on this a little. Well, I mean, we've talked about it before, but obviously watching this show has us both like, they have to bring Yukio back. I mean, I know that they're about to reveal that she somehow killed Asano and she's like bad guy or some shit on the show. I don't care. But I don't know. They're probably going to be like, I had to do it to inspire you, Logan. He's like, but Dan was my boyfriend. <laughs> And she's like, oh, now you're telling me you're gay? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I just, I feel like they need to bring her back because she's such a fun character and she actually has a pretty good backstory in the comics. So it's like, what are you guys doing? And then just on top of that, I mean, the most obscure characters of all time, Marsh, Rat, Neuron, and of course, Kikio. Bring them into the comic books. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we want. I mean, what's an obscure character that, like, what level of, well, I guess Hellion Okay, hold on. So Hellion wasn't obscure forever. No, none of them were. I mean, every every character like had their time. Yeah. Apparently they brought Wing back at some point. I was looking into him after we read the Joss Whedon Astonishing X-Men comics with Connor. Wing is on Krakoa. I think I read that right. Remember Wing? The, I mean, the guy that would who make lost sense. his powers. And then, of course, they, they have to give them back to him. Yeah, I, you're right. I forgot that he might have been flying around. I don't know. Yeah, he should have been flying around until he got his powers yoinked. I don't know what level of obscure you would want to go. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of obscure characters that I feel like are in the background of Krakoa. I mean, I think that's amazing. I feel like that's what's so fun about Krakoa is that you kind of get that cameo aspect. Yeah, which is why I'm so mad about what's going on right now in the comic books. I, know. I feel we like do we it's even, a step should backward. Should we even talk about this? People are so mad. Like, everyone is mad. People have DM'd me. I'm giving so much therapy to people <laughs> over this. You're also going to DM That's hilarious Of course I me. am. People okay. are like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. How dare they do this? It's like another decimation situation where they're like, there's too many mutants. Let's get rid of them 
mutants again. Like Marvel no, Comics, it was, what it are was, you it's doing? It's worse than that where it's like, I mean, I do. I mean, it does make you hate Moira even more than you did before. But like, she really did. is the ultimate X Men villain at this her. point. I've hated her for years. We hated her before it was cool. Oh, well, we I hated know, but her. now she really is super evil. But anyway, my point being is that what is very clunky about the Hellfire Gala is that not only is it like redoing Decimation again, but it's also sort of like fall of the mutants yeah. and then emma sees all her students die I again know. and gene like, says goodbye to scott again and like no. evaporates no. and i'm just like we no. have done all these before so what i'm interested to see is like how this is going to play out because they killed everyone for except for like 25 characters although one of those characters being iceman who gets this series starting like next month so clearly he's okay love that but why? And of course, the 20 who they happen to preserve is all the most famous X-Men. It's like, oh, OK, so like Storm's OK, Cyclops OK, Wolverine's OK. Storm wasn't like present for any of this, which but, is but, just. But of course she wasn't. You know what I mean? Where it's like, OK, great. So you're keeping all the X-Men. like Magneto was, quote unquote, dead, except he's not, you know, mm-hmm. anyway. So mm-hmm. it's just I just feel like it's a rehashing of so many old plot lines mashed into one and i'm just like i we've already done this well it's because they're like mad at the idea of all the uh, these x-men coming back to krakoa like i get it though i get it in the sense that you can't have a comic book series without having conflict you can't just have the mutants endlessly have power and endlessly be able to bring back to life any mutant they could possibly want and actually be happy on this island they weren't going to let that last. Like, I always knew that. I was like, I'm loving this. I'm loving the symbolism of it. But I knew it couldn't last. But here's the thing. I don't think I don't think it's dumb forever. I no, think there's going to be not. more islands. Krakoa is still there. Like, it's not dead. Well, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, they couldn't have right. it be that way forever. And I get that. Right. And as far as I know, Exodus got the five out before anybody attacked them. So the, the people that could reincarnate everybody... Right. So they have alive, this unless, like final I mean they have to because otherwise it's like what are we going to do? You know. I mean there was like there was this claim that like supposedly the gates also killed everybody but we don't know if that's actually true or not. And also there's like this whole piece where um Sinister went down into the pit after Sins of Sinister, so he's still there. Of course. I mean, everybody important is still alive and always will be because they need them. That's what I was going to say. I feel like work. this whole thing is setting up Mr. Sinister to like come, come back out and reclone and be like, everyone. hey guys, I cloned everybody. I'm the hero. <laughs> well, okay, no, I'm not kidding though, because Sins of Sinister also brought in three other Sinisters who were far more evil than him mm-hmm. to the point that it was like they literally are trying to make him what we do here on the Mutant Ages where he's sort of the anti-hero yeah. character. I mean, I feel like he has been for a bit. I mean, that's what's so fun about him. No, I know. Era, and like, there's, sort of, sinister. there's multiple Sinisters, but sort of like the main character right. one is the one who's like, eh, I'm not that evil. I'm just like a little bitchy. Well, because everybody loves him. Yeah. You know, and like in Sins of Sinister, there was like future alternate Sinister who was like, yeah, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. We should have done it this way. And I'm like, okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, so I really enjoy Stacey X from mm. Uncanny X-Men when and, and she's got like the pheromone control powers yeah. and she did come back and crack over for a bit and was working with Kurt when Kurt ran into her and Stacey was like hey you've got a bigger problem because this whole make more mutants thing where people are fucking she's like people are doing that but then they're just dropping the babies off here so I have like a hundred babies you're yep. just like making babies and what's the plan like nobody actually wants to like take Raise care of them? the babies yeah right like I thought that was a great plot and I enjoyed that she was back for a little bit I also really enjoy Rolette from 
the original Hellions, like back in the 80s during New Mutants, because I thought her powers were super interesting. So like similar to Wanda's original powers before she got like 16 more powers <laughs> is that she has these like probability alteration discs. Like so basically she was throwing those around like while well, Magic would be throwing her teleportation discs around. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was just like an interesting concept. Yeah, that's cool. And, like her black energy discs would create like bad luck and then she would throw these red ones that would be good luck. That's fun. I would love them to bring that back. And I, they, she had like a cameo on Krakoa at one point. I don't know. I just always thought she was kind of an interesting and cool character. So Yeah, that's neat. And then how about all of the nasty boys bring them back. yeah what about the nasty boys we gotta bring back come the on nasty ruckus boys. gorgeous george can ruckus just date mr sinister hair hairball what are the other ones hair, no hair bag it's hair, hair bag. bag slab of course it's hair bag not hair ball. hair bag slab gorgeous george ruckus and ramrod oh my god i forgot about ramrod and how could i forget him it's just the gayest shit i've ever heard in my life ramrod Anyway, I'm going to give you this this lengthy one for you to read because you're good at those. Hi, Mutant Ages. I've now mostly caught up to your lovely podcast, and I've pondered my trans take on Mystique from your X-Men Evolution episodes with Magneto's Castlevania mansion and the one with Kurt's watch. Oh, man, I didn't say Castlevania earlier. I know. Well, that's because we've been dealing with Ganondorf's castle in the Wolverine anime. That's true. And uh, Amanda continues. Also, it ties in with X-Men Logan Goes to the Past, the movie. (laughs) (laughs) My take on Mystique that I can relate to as someone with trans experience is that she's burnt out AF. I've been out for more or less 12 years. In trans circles, being out 10 years was at least seen in the old times as being a trans elder, though I think that might be foremost for trans women of color. Even if I'm just 31, I can relate to Mystique's dot, 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 much longer experience of being treated really badly. (laughs) As such, I know many who, as a trauma reaction, cultivate a, quote, survival at all costs, end quote, mindset and throw people under the bus as a reaction to repeatedly being abandoned and forced to survive by their wits alone. Back to trauma again. My trans take as it relates to Mystique is that I'm always acutely aware now that I pass as cis that if people knew my history, they wouldn't treat me the same way on first meeting me. Okay, so also like Fuzzy Lederhouse and Kurt. To tie into the movies, this very much reminded me of how Mystique is very afraid once they get clocked in the crowd after being shot in the leg. Like them, I'm also very adept at mimicking voices upon hearing them and know how to make my voice masculine or feminine. It's funny how just a relatively small set of adjustments can shift your voice very decisively either way. At the moment, my skin has not turned blue, but perhaps that isn't far off. (laughs) I hope. (laughs) (laughs) However, as for my story currently, I work as a counselor and give free voice training tips and resources to anyone I come across who needs it. I'm also a punk rock soprano. Maddie loves all this. Yeah, this is very (laughs) cool. You're very cool. I would love to see something like that for Mystique in any incarnation, getting their shit together. Yeah, we would too. TLDR, Mystique is a very burned out and traumatized trans person who knows no one will stand with her and therefore will abandon anyone else before they can abandon them. Even if it's her own son. AKA, just like Katra. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we can see them kick ass and make something of their own. Thank you for the lovely pod. Kind regards, Amanda Comet. This is rad. It also, um, I don't think you've ever seen the TV show Pose, Ryan. It's a live action show. It's mostly written by this trans woman named Janet Mock. It's set in like the 80s and 90s. And it's uh, like trans women coming up in New York City in that time period. And there's a lot I'm of already sold. It's really good. And it's 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 basically like, um, like a historical. Called? It's called Pose. 
And it's about like ballroom and Is it a TV show or is it a movie? Yeah, it's a TV show. Okay. It's very good. And and it just kind of there's this one character on there. Oh, Evan Peters, isn't it? Oh yeah, he is in it. Yeah. Wow, this is a crazy cast. Wow. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. I just pulled it up on Wikipedia. It's amazing. (laughs) It's one of my favorite TV shows. Evan Peters is in it. He plays a guy who falls in love with a trans woman and is ashamed of it. Um, anyway, it's a really, really good show. And uh, one of the characters on it, who's like this elder trans woman who's like really bitchy to everyone, but she's fucking iconic. Reading this makes me realize that she's actually a lot like Mystique in the sense that like everyone sees her as mean, but is also like, oh, she's mother, though. Like she's <laughs> <laughs> she is uh, she's been through a lot. Yeah. Anyway, I really like this email. Thanks, Amanda. I like this a lot, too. And I was thinking a lot about the way that Amanda refers to Mystique as the they them. And Mm -hmm. I think I think it's time that the comics allow that to happen, because even though she presents most commonly as as a a woman, woman, she's been a man many times also. I mean, like, yeah, she's in a relationship with Destiny and they're both presented as women during that. But I don't know. Yeah, like, does Mystique see herself as she her? We don't know. I mean, it's kind of interesting that they've never really done, never really had her talk about that. I think they're doing this whole thing in the comic books now where they're setting it up that her organs actually can shift and she can have both yeah which sounds so cool ryan's like personal pet theory i, I really want is it to happen that kurt is biologically has genetic material from destiny and mystique that would be so good so that mystique could like create sperm and right. so on which why not why wouldn't she be able to create sperm i don't know i think she's just like really great character especially when you're looking at her in the trans allegory too like yeah it's she's such a cool fantasy character in that way too because right. she can like transform into anything i mean that's what's so cool about her yeah and i think i wanted to also quickly touch on what she said about the survival of fitness cost mindset yeah this is something that i don't it's not even just Okay, so it's not just within the trans community. It's I think it's the whole LGBTQ community because... And other marginalized communities, I would argue, do this. Right. I mean, this is probably part of the challenge that people have had about the gay community and their perspective. And even one that we wrestled with for a long time is sort of like the bitchy, catty, gay stereotype. Yeah, yeah, And there yeah. are still many of them. And sometimes when I'm talking to somebody that sounds like that, I have to remind myself that, you know, like, that's probably not true. Mm-hmm. But there was definitely, like, a very strong period of time when we were teenagers and in our 20s. We just knew so many people part of the LGBTQ community that, were that mean would or be seemed mean. ready yeah. to throw anybody under the bus. Yeah. And I really like this um, perspective of this Mm self-preservation that is in relation to Mystique and sort of like, I don't know, like it makes sense because like if you're constantly having to battle to have any of the things you want, wouldn't, I mean, like sometimes that's just what ends up happening. Well, you get protective and it's like, you're like, well, I'm going to be mean to everybody else before anyone can be mean to me. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's happening a lot less these days. But I, have, I feel like the mental health that we've had around any of this is only new and been presented to us within the past decade, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that you have to be that way instead of working through your feelings and you know, finding... um, Not taking out your shit on other people at all times. Yeah, (laughs) and thinking that you're never going to have what you want. There's just much better resources now for that 
for for mental health in general to help navigate that, you know. Mm-hmm. And for what it's worth, I do think that the internet does help because it has oh, yeah. allowed people to connect with each other in a way where they can actually help and not feel alone. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I always say when people are like, oh, like the Internet's ruined society. It's ruined everything. I'm like, the Internet has helped so many people come out. I think our Discord's a great example of that. Yeah, I right? love our Discord. I really I really love everybody in our Discord because everybody is so so supportive of kind each other. to each other and so yeah. i mean not to like derail but i love that our discord is a place where people are capable of saying things they don't like in the comics without fighting with each other and multiple people in said discord have talked about that and been like i love that this is a place where i can go and be like here's stuff i love that's happening right now that other people hate and here's stuff i hate that other people like and everyone is like capable of having a real conversation about it without being like um Uh, if you don't like nightcrawler then i can't (laughs) be your friend anymore and it's like i understand why people do that but i just really appreciate that our discord is so open-minded and i'm i'm a little proud of us on our show for developing that mindset maybe because ryan and i are insane and we're like we love mr sinister he's a queen bitch and like <laughs> <laughs> like you have to be willing to go along with that in order to even join the discord do you know what i mean i don't know i think it's just because we're real we talk about our own experiences we on try here. maybe to, that yeah. inspires other people who knows we have our own problems we're not perfect and we like messy characters we're messy like that's okay you know and i'm a weirdo I like weirdos. I don't yeah. know. That's just how I am. And I so. like it when there's conflicts in a comic book. Like, even though we started off by complaining about the Hellfire Gala, Gala and like all these controversies and all these things where it's like, oh, okay, Gene's going to evaporate into a fine mist again. Like, fucking well, whatever. Finally, Scott and Logan can date. <laughs> okay. Great point. But you know what I'm saying? Like, sure, I'll complain about it. But also, in the same breath, I'm like, comics need conflict. Shit has to happen. People have to die. I understand yeah, that. And, I and that's I that's how the story moves forward. Yeah. And that's why Mystique rules. Like to bring it back to Amanda's email, like Mystique being such a troublemaker and being so burned out and being like, you know what? Fuck you, young kids. You don't understand what it used to be like. And by that, I mean, in the fucking 1700s, like being a trans person, then fuck you. And like, yeah, Mystique, <laughs> she has seen some shit. Yeah. And that. That is what makes her such an icon. I love her. I know, but I guess you could sit there and you can sort of argue with like Logan. Yeah. Well, okay, Logan is also not dealing. Well, Logan is different because he can't remember as much as Misty can. I mean, that's... okay, but 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 it has been proven at this point that a lot of Logan's <laughs> memory is optional, or as Chris pointed out, <laughs> he yep. is healed over because yes. his body and mind takes trauma and heals it. But also, sometimes he just kind of says he doesn't remember something and you're like, Logan, do you maybe remember it? And you're I just mean, like, trying I, not to look I, directly I, at it right this second because you're freaked out? Or what's going on? Okay, so, but Logan's dealing with that same trauma that he's received from people by Absolutely. falling down and screaming and crying all the time. I mean, he is... Like, he's a mess. I know. Right? I know. Like, he's, I mean, he, for what it's worth, is also killing a bunch of people that he is. honestly deserve to be dead. But but nonetheless, I mean, that is traumatizing. Even if you're killing yeah. somebody who deserves it. I mean, Logan is undergoing the trauma. Although he of... feels so bad if he, like, hurts somebody I he knows. Know. Where Mystique is like, she feels bad but hides that. And Logan's like, I have to carry this weight forever and I'm a horrible person. It's like. Mm-hmm. really kind of sad they're both really tragic characters but they're fascinating i mean this is why I, I loved getting the chance to talk to connor recently about emma frost as well and like the idea of these quote-unquote bad characters i mean we didn't talk about mystique but i'm sure connor has similar thoughts there where it's like these characters who were evil at one time and then 
change. I mean, those are our, some of our favorite characters and they probably always will be because it's just relatable. I mean, especially as like growing up queer and kind of hating yourself, taking it out on other people. I mean, God knows I was a bitch in high school. Like I, I wasn't a bully because I didn't have any social power. I was just like mean to myself and everyone else like Daria, <laughs> which is a little different. But, you know, I think it's easy for us to relate to these kinds of characters and to be like, I see myself in Mystique. I think we all do. Yeah. Anywho. I love how we get insanely deep on the show before it's even 10 a.m. Like, I'm I know, like, I know. Holy shit. Like, I, we're, we're already talking about high school. We're already talking about queerness. We're already like fucking deep underground. Like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Crawling through yeah. the muck. Well, you know, it is, it's how uh, we operate here at the Mutant Ages. Of we, course. Uh, we, we, we wake up. I'm actually feeling pretty chipper today. I had a good walk this morning and it's like nice outside. Yeah. Ryan, te- Ryan sent me a message very early and was like, I'm going to be on time today. Well, and then I, was I like, wasn't because oh. like I got distracted because it's, you know, ADHD or whatever. I mean, Ryan, I was barely on time. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm going to go ahead and read this next email from Gold Gayfield. What's your favorite character adaptation that is pretty different from the comic book version? Like, for example, the Rebecca Romaine version of Mystique is pretty different. We're all about Mystique today. I know. And also, that's such a good answer. Okay, no, I've got another answer. I've got another Wait, hold on. Let me finish this. She looks way different. She's silent and she's super acrobatic. I think she did a lot to add a sense of cool to these movies. I agree. Well, first of all, I think Mystique has always in the comic books been written as sort of acrobatic and flowy with her movement. Yeah. I think that's legitimate. Although in the movies, they also added like this whole I'm a lizard <laughs> aspect to her, the way she moves and stuff, like crawling up and down walls and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that piece of it is definitely new and different, but fun. And I mean, we got to talk about that. Uh, somebody somebody left us a message, I think, about the idea of Mystique being a lizard. That was fun that we talked about. And Kate, we talked to Katie Mack about it as well. Remember that? <laughs> we her try and explain. She just yeah, goes, we were like, is Mystique a like, lizard? And she was like, Jesus Well, it was Christ. in relation to, like, do lizards leave their babies behind? Yeah, do they care about their babies or not? And Katie gave this whole explanation. And I'm like, so the answer is no. She goes, Honestly, Mystique's just a bitch. Yeah, she kind of is. She kind of is. It's true. (laughs) Anyway, you were going to say something before I finished reading the email. So what was that? I was. So I'm sorry to just give this answer to everything, but I I have Yukio on the brain today. I really like the version of Yukio in The Wolverine, the movie. Oh, the movie. Okay. She's super different. And I don't know that that's like the version of Yukio that I would want them to go with if they were going to readapt her because I really like the short haired butch yukio in the leather cat suit but i still really like romona flowers yukio i think she's a really neat character i like how she calls out wolverine she's really snarky she's fun she's got the magenta hair like i just thought it was a really interesting take on the character she's got that kind of like will they won't they with mariko that i don't think is present in the comics it's not present in the wolverine anime or anything right but it, it was just like a completely different version of yukio that i still think had some truth to the character was definitely still a very queer character and just fun to watch and fun to see bouncing off of Logan. So yeah, I think, I think I'm going to go with that as my answer. That's a great answer. Do you have another answer besides, besides Mystique? I am trying to think about that. Oh, here I've got an answer for you because I remember it from us talking about X-Men 2000 long ago. You, you were talking about Magneto 
and how Ian McKellen's version of Magneto is oh. so much gayer and just fruitier and more grandiose. I wouldn't say that's like my favorite version, but that is a good point that he's very different. I remember you talking about that and being like, he's really different than he is in the comics in, in terms of what we pictured, but he's a really fun version and then still speaks to, once again, the truth of the character in some form. Yeah, I, that's a great point. I'm trying to think if there's anything in the cartoons we watch, because I know... Morph. I really loved X-Men Evolution. Morph isn't from anything and we love him. <laughs> well, he, no, he is from the comic books, but he was like barely Well, he was in invented there. for the show, I thought. Is he No, not? no, no. He was in the comic books initially, but then oh. he didn't do much. He like died pretty early on in the comics and like that was it. And that, hmm. that was the done deal. But I was thinking about like X-Men Evolution. But even with that, actually, no, I really dug the version of Amara in X-Men Evolution because mm. I was really obsessed with her when that show came out because I loved her in Boom Boom. And that version of Amara was very different from the comic books where in the comic books, she's of royalty over on Nova Roma. Yep. She's this blonde white girl who disguises herself as a black woman at the beginning, which was kind of weird. Um, yeah, but <laughs> in, in the TV show, well, in X-Men Evolution, she didn't have that background. She was presented as a woman of color, which was really mm-hmm. cool. But still from South America and all that. But also she was presented as a queer character instead yes. of like a straight character. And I don't know. I, I thought she was really cool. They they spent a lot of time with Amara on that show in ways that no other adaptation of X-Men has happened. Like she was the main character in the X-Men Legends video game that we'll play. But that, again, yeah. was like a weird combination of like white girl Amara from Nova Roma and also X-Men Evolution right, because Roma. Because they were adapting the comic version. Of I just said X-Men and- Evolution Roma. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I thought that was cool. And I remember in Warcraft Valley, which was the fan fictions Katie and I wrote back in high school, I spent a lot of time writing scenes with her and Boom Boom mm-hmm. because I just thought she was a really interesting character. Because you were basing it on the X-Men Evolution version, one presumes. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked I liked her character arc on X-Men Evolution, where she is very unsure of her powers and then has all these powerful women around her sort of teach her how to use that. And she... I mean, like, there's that whole scene where uh, Cannonball is about to be bullied by a bunch of dudes, and she's, like, the one that's about to melt the dude's cars, and she's being real sassy about it. Mm-hmm. It was just a very different take on that character, and I really enjoyed it. So, like, after I'd watched X-Men Evolution, I reread a bunch of New Mutants and, like, had forgotten that she was just completely different in there. And I was like, oh, wait, what? What's happening? So I know, it's so weird, because I feel like the version of her on X-Men Evolution just is her in my head. Mm-hmm. It's just weird that she's not that. Also, X-Men Evolution Rogue, she's not the southern rogue that we know, but I don't know. I mean, she's got a little accent. Goth Rogue is cool. Goth Rogue is cool. I mean, I feel like we have to do a shout out to Goth Rogue, right? You're not wrong. Goth Rogue is extremely cool. She's very cool. Right? She just is. I don't know. Like, and especially during a time when like her other uh, on-screen presence was played by Anna Paquin where she wasn't allowed to do anything. I know. I mean, Ooh. I don't know. Maybe they'll finally fix that someday and have a version of Rogue that's like actually any good at all in the live action version. Not Anna yeah. Paquin's fault. Not blaming her. No, not fully, at all. Fully blaming Brian Singer for that whole situation. I was also going to say gay Kurt, but I feel like that's just, I don't think there's anything different. I mean, honestly, Kurt. like the list goes on when it comes to X-Men Evolution. I love gay Wanda. 
Wanda's fucking awesome on that show. Oh my gosh, she's another, and she's goth as Also, fuck. love the friendship between Fred and Toad on the show. Really good. Oh, also, I like Lance, the weird version of amazing. Avalanche. That's yeah. Richter and um, Dominic combined together. I, I think he's amazing. Like, the entire brotherhood on the that show. The entire brotherhood just being like a total grunge punk rock band hanging out like in this house together. God, that whole show was so fucking good. The only problem was Magneto. That's the only thing I'd change. I was gonna, I was, originally, when I was trying to think of something, you were bringing up Magneto. I'm thinking about how stupid Magneto You're thinking about how stupid Magneto is? Yeah, it's like, well, that's an example of something we didn't like that's not what the question is but it's that's it's the good. answer I, I i feel okay you know what adaptation i like the best i like when mr sinister was the beach on x-men tas that's the only <laughs> version of mr sinister i like is him as a beach just kidding i like every when version i go of to him. the beach i think of mr sinister anyway i'll read this next one it's from emily who writes maddie and ryan first off a thank you I started marathoning the mutant ages right when I got a slightly traumatized foster cat. Your good vibes and discussions helped me stay sane during a pretty hectic time for both <laughs> me and the cat. Aww. Foster cat is now a sweet snuggle bug and Aww. we're catching up on the podcast together. Thank you so much. Love it. Quick comment from Ryan here. I'm just going to say that Katie's cats were also the same way. And yeah. she has one cat that is really antisocial and has finally warmed up to me after like nine years. And he's so cuddly now. I know. But it's, it's so like great. you got to put that time in. You really it's, do. It takes time. My two cats are also both former feral street cats and they are so snuggly now and it's so rewarding, but it takes so much time to like teach a cat to trust you. And trauma is like the theme of this episode. It (laughs) really is. Help traumatize animals, help traumatize self. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, just hang out with only animals. Oh my God. They're adorable. A Q and a question. If you need one, (laughs) (laughs) we love them. Well, we're here Uh, in your Patreon gargoyles episode. Episode, you mentioned that Brooklyn and Logan were basically the same guy and that Demona and Mystique were also incredibly similar in both appearance and personality. What about the rest? If oh you had to match God. the Gargoyles characters with their X-Men counterparts, who would you choose Here and why? We Here, thank you again for all your hard work on the podcast. Best Emily. Okay, so it's not a it's not that easy. X-Men, but I will say that Tony Stark and Xanatos are essentially the same character. Yeah, I see the Tony Stark parallels for sure. I mostly just think of Elon Musk now because I'm like, Xanatos is insane. Like, what the fuck is he doing? I'm re-watching Gargoyles right now, and I kind of forget where his arc winds up in the, the bad season of Gargoyles. So mm-hmm. I know that him and Fox have a baby, which is crazy. Yeah, I, I do vaguely remember him and Fox shacking up. Yeah. Brooklyn... Well, oh Brooklyn is Logan. We Brooklyn's know that. Brooklyn's Logan, and that's easy. Todd mentioned Done. that Brooklyn is also Raphael from the Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. And Raphael is also Logan. There, It's like that character archetype. Unfortunately, I think I drew this comparison in my head, but I didn't say it on the podcast, is that there's a lot of Broadway and Fred Dukes of X-Men Evolution that are so similar in a really bad way. And in fact, when they turn human... He is like he identical. looks like Fred Dukes. He's blonde. Well, he's got like a blonde mohawk. And I was yeah. like, wait, what? I yeah, the like... similarity there is that Broadway is also the strongest. So he is kind of framed yeah. as the Fred Dukes. And then it's like, yeah, we're going to make a bunch of fat jokes about him. But then at the end of the day, he's going to get to lift a truck and save everybody. And it's like, why Why do we need to do this? Like, Why is this happening? I, I don't know. Which nerd do you think Lexington is most like? Sage? Beast? No, I mean... 
I guess you could say Beast, but Lexington doesn't hate himself. He really is more like Forge in the sense that like he oh, has sure. that mystical background, but also is like... I was going to say Kitty Pride. <laughs> oh, Kitty would be a good one, too. Actually, Kitty's better than Forge. I, I agree. So Lexington is Kitty, which is funny. We The genders don't matter, so forget that. No, it doesn't. I have no idea who Goliath is. I mean, There's either. Because like Goliath is, is Goliath. way cooler than basically any leader. Oh, you know who Goliath is? Storm. Oh, yeah. Goliath I could Storm. see that, but I also feel like Storm could be so many characters on that show. Yeah, but I, I feel like Storm and Goliath have a lot of similarities in the sense that they're both compassionate. They're good at leading the team. They put love ahead of other things. I mean, I guess I'm saying Elisa Maza is like T'Challa. I don't fucking know. This is getting really off the no, rails. Elisa <laughs> Maza is Yukio. Okay, sure. <laughs> so she can date Storm. That's like my Elisa only Elisa really isn't anything like Yukio, though. She's a lot more like T'Challa. This is unfortunate. So I was just thinking about Elisa in relation to X-Men and the Gargoyles when I read this. And I was mm-hmm. like, there are not enough human characters that are... Good? Like Elisa, that, that well, that would in the X Men. Oh, would, you're right. I mean, she she does. That's kind of why she is like Yukio, is because she's a human. She's a non mutant like Yukio is. There's, I mean, there's sometimes some cool non mutant characters, but you don't ever see them again. Yeah. I mean, maybe Nick Fury, but Nick Fury is like more. I don't. I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah. I feel like there's not a good comparison, and it's something that I do feel like the X Men lacks. In the mm-hmm. sense that they don't have a lot of human support unless they're like part of the Avengers, which I don't think that works for Elisa's case because her Elisa and Matt are both friends with the Gargoyles, but they keep it on the DL. They're mm-hmm. protecting them. I know. Secretly. They're not very well known to the public. They're both detectives. So honestly, they're doing a lot of undercover work, right? Yeah. So you can't really compare them to the Avengers in that case. I mean, yeah, I know. Honestly, the Avengers in the Gargoyles universe is... They're evil because it, it's Xanatos running the pack, right? I know. I'm trying to think of who Hudson is, too. And that's also really hard because there isn't quite like that elder statesman character with the X-Men that's actually respected. I mean, technically, Magneto is there, but Magneto yeah. is so intense. I know. Magneto's so like, I survived the Holocaust. Everything was terrible. No one is listening to me. And Hudson is like, I don't know. I'm just like everybody's grandpa. And I like to watch TV. Well, Hudson <laughs> is like also learning. Like, I just rewatched that episode where he winds up in this blind guy's house. And yeah. the blind guy's like, oh, I have this information in this book because Hudson's looking at it. He's like, I don't understand what these little squiggles are. And the guy's like, oh my God, you can't read. The whole episode was about how important it is to read. But like, yeah. I feel like Hudson also, he was just good at war. Like He was really good at fighting battles and being really strategic about it. And like that was his whole thing. And then once when he lost that, he's like, well, I don't know what the fuck I do. Watch TV, I guess. Yeah. And like, you know. That almost reminds me a little bit of like, bishop or like some of the characters from the past who are so traumatized by their situation that it's like hard for them to imagine living a normal life you know what i mean yeah or like cable like i feel like cable would be a good example too because like hudson and cable just kind of come in for the fight but they don't know how to exist reach that normalcy but they they do also love a lot you know like i kind of like cable as the hudson allegory i don't think there's a pet dog in the x-men so bronx doesn't get to be anybody well technically rachel Summers now has that little um Oh, I thought you were gonna say Bronx was Rachel Summers and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> no, she's got like I forgot she's got a werewolf puppy at some Aww, point. So Okay, great. Yeah. There I don't we know. Go. And then you could you could really ex- expand and start looking down 
all the characters of Gargoyles and be like, who's this one? But we don't need to do that. We'll be here all day. We did the we did the main cast. That was fun and hard. Who's Owen? And also kind of made me feel like um there aren't that many similarities, honestly, because of how different the stories no, are. No, I think there are similarities, but especially as you further like we're talking season one here where they're just i mean it's still such a small show at that point well yeah but honestly the more gargoyles goes on the more it has its own mythology that continues to differentiate itself from other fantasy shows and be its own entire set of tropes i mean that's what's so cool about it listen i was just about to be like who's owen and then i realized that has to be loki like working for for evil tony stark that's what's happening he's kind of like a combination of jarvis and loki well but no it's like it's like loki posing as jarvis yes exactly he's like turns it yourself he's like and he's like, turns out i wasn't a computer at all i was loki <laughs> okay well to be fair though owen slash puck mm-hmm. in gargoyles because i'm watching it now he's like kind of become my my favorite characters in this rewatch he's great i remember thinking he was an amazing villain slash he's anti-hero. so sassy and he's just like doing stupid shit in the background to like fuck with the gargoyles for really no reason and it's like other than to create chaos which i think is perfect well because he's basically loki i mean that's kind of pucks uh, puck yeah. as a figure I mean, you're right is that he's like this yeah. sort of fairy like according to the original definitions of like the fae and how they operate you know like which is basically where loki is from as well similar part of the world that's true all right we got to get off this and move on to the next one so we love gargoyles we could start comparing the ninja turtles too if you want but we won't do that today (laughs) yeah all right maddie you get to read this next one okay this is another one from the guy who likes beast too much it's a good question speaking about marvel versus capcom if there was an x-men fighting game what characters would you want on the roster are there any characters that appeared in previous fighting games that you wouldn't want to return? Maddie, go for it. Oh, my God. Okay, this is tough because I feel like a lot of my beloved characters are in Marvel versus Capcom. Okay, hold on. Are we talking about both Capcom and the X-Men or just strictly X-Men? We're adding I, I assume we're Marvel just doing an X-Men fighting game. That's the question. Okay, otherwise so we're Maddie leaving be out like Jill Valentine. We're leaving out fucking Leon Nemesis. Kennedy. We're leaving out all yeah. the Capcoms. Okay. They're gone. Sad. But obviously I want to keep Jean, Storm, X-23, Wolverine. I don't think there's any ones I would take out. I feel I like either. they got to bring back the ones they had in Marvel vs. Capcom too, like Gambit and Iceman are great examples or Rogue. Yep. I want Kitty Pride in there for sure because that'd be amazing. I, c- I c- don't know how she would play, but I think it would be interesting. I think she would be like a freaking ninja and then she would just also be able to phase through people. Oh, right. They would just have her like slip through the ground and peer on the other side of the screen and yes. shit. Yeah. And like strangle you. It'd be amazing. I am just thinking of other characters. I'm going to say Yukio again because I'm saying Yukio for every answer today. <laughs> Well, okay, so like they've had. I first of all, I think they should just bring back all the characters. Yeah, that Magneto, have bring them all back because they were just not even in the most recent Marvel versus Capcom game because of contractual bullshit. I know it's fucking stupid. Has Xavier ever been in one of these? We're taking him no. Out. He does not. He does not <laughs> need to play, be playable. No, no. Xavier is not there. He's dead. I've thought about this so many times before know, this question right? has come in. And I do have some answers that would make sense from a marketing perspective in terms of characters that have not appeared. <laughs> marketing perspective. No, okay. I'm not even kidding because like I there's first of all, I would love Boom Boom and Sage to be in those games, but they will never be in those games because they're not big enough to draw people to buy the game. Right. But however, Emma Frost. Oh, my God. Absolutely. should be in the game or yep. 
Magic. Mm-hmm. People love those characters. I mean, Magic is huge now. She's in video games where other X-Men are not. I know she's in Midnight Suns and she's like the best character in that game. Right. So. Like, I think that is so cool. Like, they've had Colossus in Marvel versus Capcom 2 and the Street versus versus X-Men and Children of the Atoms. So bring him back. Mm-hmm. Like I said, bring back the old characters they already had. Yep. Put in Emma. Put in Magic. Put in Kitty. Put in Kitty. Jubilee should be playable. People would want to play as Jubilee, especially me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Nightcrawler and Archangel are the other big ones that they really don't have in there. That re- like, why is Nightcrawler and Beast? Why why are those characters not in these games? I don't know. I don't understand. They should be. They should be. Right. I mean, really, we just need every single character. Is that so hard? <laughs> no. No. It's Absolutely easy. Not. It's easy. Just we don't want all the characters. That's it. That's all we ask. All right. That's it. Just put the entire cast in there. Yep. And also Squirrel Girl. <laughs> she can be the bonus unlockable DLC character. Like DLC. Yeah, yeah. People would buy that. I know. Anyway. Okay. Uh, this next question is from Beeline who writes, what is the crack coin music scene like? There's Dazzler. Doug and Warlock are definitely making either the lightest, most aggressive hyper pop imaginable or the chillest lo-fi chiptune shit. Grey Crow probably does some classic rock and Ileana definitely does Russian punk. Another mm-hmm. great question for Maddie. Forge, I feel like, owns an absurd amount of synthesizers somewhere, and he just is creating electronic music and, like, also listening to the initial D soundtrack, like, right, T. And he's, like, <laughs> writing a thousand theme songs for his science podcast with Beast, just like I do for our podcast. That happens. <laughs> Beast doesn't write any music. No, of course He not. can't do that. Um, but he loves music, but he doesn't write it. I'm trying to think of other characters that I think would... Uh, be musicians. <laughs> I, back in the day, I really wanted the Brotherhood from X Men Evolution to be a punk rock band, which I've already said, and I think I wrote that into a fan fiction somewhere. I could see that Toad would play the drums, uh, Fred would play bass, Avalanche guitar, Wanda sings. Wanda sings. Done. Okay, perfect. Pietro doesn't get a role. <laughs> They're like, you're out of the band. <laughs> uh, I guess. Okay, I guess Pietro can play the synthesizer. I could see that for him. Like a thousand arpeggios super fucking fast. That'd be cool as hell. Pyro's behind them just doing pyrotechnics for like special effects. Yeah, Pyro's like the stage manager and <laughs> safety captain. <laughs> That's hilarious for Pyro to be the safety captain, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any other answers for this. Mystique this is, is their, their momager and she's terrifying. She's like oh striking God. deals with like every record executive and getting them like amazing contracts. Okay, why isn't the show about this? I want this no, show. No, I don't know. She, Mystique <laughs> is like actually posing as record. Well, who would? Okay, wait, hold on. Now I feel like this is, has to be a whole gem in the holograms thing. So it has to be. So the Brotherhood are the misfits, right? Of and then like And then like X-Men Evolution is Gem and the Holograms. Right. Okay, so like the lead singer for okay, Rogue's on bass. Yes. That's happening. Kurt's probably Kurt's probably drums because he's like the other side of Toad and he can like bamf around and hit the cymbals. And I'm shit. also gonna point out that Boom Boom fills in for drums whenever Kurt and Toad can't play. Okay. Sure. Actually, what are we talking about? <laughs> Boom Boom's the groupie. She's going to all the shows. And they're like, which show are you going to go to? That's true. Boom Boom is Boom Boom is like marketing. She's making the flyers. She's like hyping it up at the mall. She's like, come to these shows. I love both bands. They hate each other, but I like them both. And yeah, they're like, right. Boom Boom, you can't be a fan of both bands. And she's like, whatever, guys. I'm friends with both of you. So wait, is Kitty singing 
And it's like, is it her X-Men evolution voice? Yes. But I feel like Kitty would be like me where she would sing and play synthesizers because I could see that for her because she likes computers. Who's on guitar? Who else is in the X-Men team that I'm forgetting about? That's like really obvious. Cyclops probably plays guitar. Oh, no. Get him out of there. I want Spike on there. Oh, my God. Yes. Spike needs to be there. Spike can play the guitar for sure. Because Scott can't play music. Let's not even. Yeah, Scott and know. Scott and Gene are in the audience. They're not good enough to be in the band. I like how I didn't even think that Gene would. Well, Gene no. wouldn't waste our time doing it. Gene wouldn't do it. That's not her thing. Gene's like, I'm sorry. I don't have time to be in a band because I'm in 16 other clubs at school. Yeah, Gene is capable of like being in actual clubs without needing to form her own club, which is like what you do when you form a band is- although i do think that gene would probably play the role of well i guess i think storm has to be their manager because like that would be parallel to mystique right that's true and if it's x-men evolution then storm is an adult so she and logan are the managers and they're doing a terrible job and mystique is getting the misfits quote-unquote into every hot show right and meanwhile gene and scott are like listen we're we're seniors we're not we're too old to be in a band you're just a bunch of like kids like that's kind of their energy god they're so annoying i love x-men <laughs> anyway, evolution I this question so was much. about krakoa but we just <laughs> We didn't answer it. We were like, so if the X-Men Evolution characters were all in bands and if it was Gem and the Holograms, was that the question? I don't care. That's what we answered. I hope you liked it. <laughs> also, we're going to draw fan art of this right after this. Yeah, seriously, right? I wish I was a better artist so I could draw that because it sounds amazing. We have an email from Elena and right. it's just it's just about the Wolverine anime. And oh I will my read God, this. So, yes. Yeah. Elena writes, I know Wolverine's voice actor, Milo. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name. Milo like, Ventimiglia, I think. I, I hope that's correct. Uh, mainly from the early 2000s sci-fi show Heroes. Oh. That's how she knows knows him. I forgot he was even Which I watched that. all of because it was the closest thing I could find to an X-Men adaptation at its time. Understandable. I watched season one and then I stopped. It's so hilarious to hear him trying to butch it up to be Wolverine. It's so funny. I mean, he is he butching it up? I don't I think, think so. so. I, I feel like I only hear him as Jess from Gilmore Girls, and I just hear that every time he talks, even <laughs> when he's trying to do the Logan voice. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, two, the motorcycle duo who dragged Wolverine through the streets of Madripoor and tried to hang him from a chain reminded me a lot of Wes and the Golden Youth from Mad Max 2, which makes them gay in my humble opinion apparently the only women on magic poor are mariko and men so all the gangsters would have to be gay i agree i'm gonna send these pictures to you there are only men on magic i can't believe we haven't brought that up like why is that have you seen like the old mad max films though because like the no. comparison she draws is is this the thunderdorm one is that number two i, can't I don't this. know i keep meaning to watch all of those i would like to it's road warrior that's it Ro- thunderdome i think comes after that one Sure. Okay. So anyway, here's the Road Warriors. Oh my God. Right? We need to post this on our Twitter because I love this comparison so much. It's so good. God. I, it also, this makes me kind of sad because Mad Max has such a stronger visual design than the Wolverine anime. It really does. Like, look how amazing these costumes are and like these hairstyles and the colors. And then the Wolverine anime is just like a shittier drab version of that. 
sad. I don't know. I'm just reminding myself it's time to go back and rewatch Mad Max. because I, I loved Road Warrior. Or watch it for the first time in my case. I, I have had it on my list. Oh my God. You would love them so much. Oh my God. I like know. Especially when you get to Thunderdome and freaking Tina Turner. I is know. There. It's so good. I, I gotta don't know. I love those all. movies. I feel like that'd be really fun just sitting around on a Saturday watching every single Mad Max in a row. Right? I don't know. You should definitely just throw that on the background. You would enjoy this movie so much. Anyway, continuing her email here, because now that I'm getting distracted and looking at pictures of Mad Max, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have we considered the possibility that Kikyo's katana doesn't actually live in his arm, but perhaps that his wrist is a portal to the katana dimension, similar <laughs> to the theory that Cyclops' eyes are a portal to the Force dimension? I love this. You know what? And finally, sure. if the Mutant Ages was an X-Men-themed gay club, can there be go-go boys dancing in tubes like the ones random scientists love to put Logan in. <laughs> oh my god, yes! <laughs> yes! And they have to be semi-naked and like have a bunch of hookups on their arms like they're cyborg boys. But oh they're dancing. Oh my god, right? And they're it's like, so can't wait for my Weapon X surgery dance! <laughs> <laughs> is this like Zydra Anatomy? So it's also like a goth club? Sure. Anyway, uh, read this next email. All right. So this is from Soup Goblin, who writes I love the name. Recently picked up the novel Planet X, the Star Trek X and crossover book at a yard, yard sale and instantly thought of you guys. I'm only a few chapters in, but it's already had Archangel flying loop de loops over people's heads for no reason, Wolverine hitting on Counselor Troy before giving up and going off to fuck Worf on the holodeck, and Picard <laughs> having the hots for Storm. Question mark, exclamation point, question mark. It is a lot. I know you've mentioned the novel a few times on the Mutant Ages as something you might plan to eventually review. I would love to hear all your thoughts on it. We have, I think we've even gotten listener mails about it before. I have it. I own it. Ryan bought it for me. Yeah, we both got a copy because I found it at Savers one day and I told Maddie. And then you like found another copy at some other point, right? No, what happened is that I found it, sent Maddie a picture and was like, look at this cool thing I have in my collection. And Maddie's like, excuse me, why aren't you sending that to me? (laughs) And so for her birthday, I went on eBay and bought another copy of it, which shockingly, it was less than $5. Yeah, and so it's very freely available. So I've just had it on my shelf with my comic books for years, and I've never read it, but I keep being like, at some point, we got to read this. I mean, I think, well, I'm waiting because I want to do it on the show. Yes, I mean, obviously, absolutely. we can't go chapter by chapter, but I think maybe we could do like three chapters at a time. I mean, this feels like a book where we would read it in like an hour. Like, it's got to go down really uh, easy. I don't know about that, but I, if we wanted to do it in the classic Mutant Ages fashion, and we could be like, yeah, we're reading chapters like one to five this week or whatever. And we t- mm-hmm. we're talking about that. So, yeah, because I mean, I think it's a little bit more hefty than reading comic books, which you can kind of sit through in half an hour and be like, yeah, I cleared like 10 of these. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think we would maybe start reading it and be like, there's not that much that happens in this. I, I think <laughs> I feel like the whole point of it is just that it's goofy shenanigans. No, I think you will fall in love with this and be like, oh, this is duh. the best book I've ever read. Yes. Oh, it will become my favorite book of all time. Absolutely. I mean, it would. Okay, I know you love Star Trek, and I, I like, do. I'm not as into Star Trek. You are going to be the person who's like, I don't know who these characters are, and I'll be like, great. No, I <laughs> no, I've watched TNG. Remember, oh, that's okay, the only good. one I have watched. Well, this is it's a TNG crossover, so then you're fine. You'll right. you'll know all the characters. Like, I know these characters. The TNG characters are maybe my favorites. I, I had I, don't to, know. I had to watch most of TNG because. I love gargoyles and the entire cast from that is gargoyles. I know that's true. And also it was the one that was the most like the X-Men. Well, I don't know if 
that's true. I feel like most people would say DS9 is the most like the X-Men. Well, but- maybe. But I, th- I always think about the characters on this. I mean, literally Xavier is there. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, there's just a lot of X-Men crossover. But yeah, I, I would like to read that on here on the show. And I think it would be a lot of fun. I agree. The only thing it could be better for both of us is if there was one day an official... And it could happen. They're both owned by Disney, an X-Men Star Wars crossover book. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that hasn't happened yet. Like like the revelation that Gene and Emma okay, I'm don't use it. telepathy. They use the force. How, no, it doesn't exist. How do they not Because it just hasn't yet. happened. But like I feel like there's a lot of good setup there. You know, I don't know which generation you would use because you've got three different generations of Star Wars stories, right? You have. Like, are you going to do like Ray and Finn or Poe? Yeah, or are exactly. you going to do Leia, Luke, and Han? Like Obi Wan and freaking. Yeah, or you Anakin. could go back way the fuck back and do Obi Wan and Anakin and Padme. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it would be a lot of fun. I would love that. We both love Star Wars here, so yeah. Anyway, okay, we got. Two really easy, fun questions left. Um, I do not know the name of the person who sent this because it's crazy, but I'm 90% certain it's Lavender Nebula who changed their name. Okay. If I had to take a guess, but as far as I can read it, it looks like it says charcuterie board, but like all messed up. So Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is what I'm going to say. Okay. Anyway, the question is, Maddie and Ryan, which X-Men characters are in your dream blunt rotation and which ones are in your nightmare blunt rotations? I know Ryan said he doesn't smoke anymore, so he can sub another group activity if he wants. Aww. It's true. I don't. I but, but occasionally... you understand the purpose of the question, nonetheless. Who would you want to smoke weed with and who would you not want to smoke weed with? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I haven't smoked weed at all in the past, like, three years since I quit. Like, I definitely have smoked, like, once or twice a year because I'm like, why not? But yeah. then I'm like, this is too addicting for me too fast it's mainly alcohol that ryan is has truly abandoned and for the best because alcohol sucks and it's stupid you know what i wrote today about how this morning i woke up with my dog and we were doing this amazing walk and i'm like i love sunday mornings i get up at 6 45 it's quiet in town because nothing's open early on a sunday and people go to church or whatever so people sleep in and it's like totally quiet until nine or 10. And it's just like the best, the most beautiful time of the week. And I know that when I used to drink and get up and do that, it would, you would not it would feel experience bad. that that way. You would just feel like shit yep. trying to walk your dog that early in the morning. And I just, I love just not having to deal with any of that. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's way better. Anyway, um, the dream blunt rotation. Okay. Well, so my answer, I'm going to go first because like, I feel like I already did this in Warcraft Valley mm-hmm, years ago. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like, obviously I'm sitting there. We, we could talk about Nightmare after this, but sure. it's me with Jubilee, Boom Boom, Bobby, and Nightcrawler. And then occasionally we get Warren in there if we can convince Warren to fucking chill the fuck out and smoke some weed and be like, you just need to fucking shut the fuck up and smoke this. Like that has always been my dream blunt rotation. 100%. Amazing. I think I'm going to go Kitty X23 and Emma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emma definitely smokes weed. Absolutely. Also, I feel like Emma's the kind of person where you think about it and you're like, she needs it. You know, like she's so tense. All I the also time. feel like, <laughs> well, I mean, she did, like canonically did a ton of cocaine for years. Yeah, but she needs she needs some downers, you know, or, or relaxants, whatever. I feel like she is always high. and You never know. She's mm-hmm. like one of those people. Yeah. You know, and I also just think Kitty and X23 would be a fun time to smoke with That's that's all. And X-23 deserves it. They both deserve it. I don't want to smoke with Logan. I'm worried about him. I'm not sure if he can handle it. Uh, it wouldn't work. Yeah, you're he right. He already smokes cigars for the taste. Yeah, he can't. I don't think Logan can 
get high. That's really sad. So wait, hold on. Is your nightmare rotation going to be like Beast and Forge? Would yeah. you not want to be there for that? I, I, it would be. <laughs> Literally, it would be. I don't want to be there for that. See, the thing about it is that when I get high, I get overwhelmed easily. Oh, I don't. And so I need to chill and I need to like not get paranoid and not be like told a bunch of information. Like when people were like, oh, my God, I would love Beast and Forge's science podcast. That's great. I just don't want to be high listening to it. And I feel like that's what the experience of getting high with them would be. See, for me, when I get a high, it's like, all right, there's like two ver- there's three versions. Honestly, there's like. You smoke just enough that I can have conversations with people mm-hmm. and eat a lot of snacks. There's yep, that. And yep. then there's like the next step, which happens very quickly in which like I just lose the ability to speak mm-hmm. entirely. And I can listen to people talk, but I forget how to contribute to a conversation <laughs> because like yep, whatever yep, yep. that social cue challenges that I have already in life just completely goes on overdrive. It doesn't make me anxious, but I definitely am just like listening Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at things and I'm like very distracted looking at everything and I can hear everything separately. So I don't know about you, Maddie, but I have this situation. I always have where like, unless it's like white noise, I think I talked about this already on the show, but like, unless it's like fans going at night or like an arcade and everything just kind of blends together into one just giant noise yep. all different noises make me crazy like i i yep. it gives yep. me so much anxiety i talk about that it. is a classic adhd thing oh my god and like i live in a very noisy neighborhood so I like know. there's like freaking weed whackers going on top of construction and people screaming and like drilling yep. I'm just anytime like, there's like construction right outside my window or like the other whew, day i know a right plumber came and was like fixing the pipes and i was like i can't i can't work I can't do anything right now. Yeah, right. So like that is like the second layer. And then there's like the third where you've smoked too much and you start hearing extra shit that's really not there because your brain's like <laughs> catching up. It's so slow. Yeah. Anyway, so I feel like sitting with like Beast and Forge would be fine at first. It might be fun if you were at stage one. You'd just be like hanging or out. Or stage two when you're listening, but you can't contribute and you don't really give a shit if you're saying anything or not because yeah. they're not paying attention to you anyway. So you're just kind of like, I'm going to leave like mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Stage three, though, I'd be like, get the fuck away. I can't deal with you. Like, it's too much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. Do you actually feel like that's your nightmare blunt rotation, though? Or do you have other characters that you're like, I never want to see them high ever? I mean, Xavier, Uh, I just don't want to hang out with anyway. Xavier wouldn't smoke because he'd be like, I'm too good for it. Well, okay, Xavier canonically is an alcoholic, which Todd has pointed out. That's true. He is. Right. But I mean, I, that doesn't mean he wouldn't try weed. I just feel like he wouldn't enjoy it because he'd be like, I need to be sharp. I feel I feel like in my dream rotation, I was always putting Warren in there because we were like, just smoke some weed and you'll feel fine. But they mm-hmm. feel like I mean, I feel like my like therapy blunt rotation is like Magneto and Warren. Yeah. And like, I think it would help them a lot. Or maybe it wouldn't be a fun time, but I feel like it would be enjoyable, like smoking weed with them and going on a hike together. Yeah. I feel like Cable would probably be annoying stoned and like... <laughs> I would much rather have Hope there. God, I feel like Hope would Deadpool have been like... Deadpool stoned? No. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how much talking is coming out of that man now. I feel like <laughs> Deadpool and Cable stoned. I'd be like, first of all, get a room. And second of all, I like don't want to be here during it. I, I was going to say, at that point, they'd be touching each other a I lot. Know, and they'd be like, oh my God, hands. <laughs> no, Deadpool would get like stone and start cutting off pieces of body and be like look i'm holding my own hand like we're like like what is wrong with you (laughs) it's it's unfortunate that like the wolverines can't because i think laura would be great yeah i did say laura i mean i'm i'm kind of like if you gave somebody 
if you gave one of the Wolverines enough THC, could they be high for like at least a little bit? Can you just put a collar on them long enough? Right. Yeah. Okay. Wait, hold on. Why isn't Rogue in either of our blunt rotations? Yeah. And Gambit. Why are we getting stoned with Rogue and Gambit? Holy shit. Talk about two people who are excellent stoned. Those two. And they'd be eating so much food. They'd, be, they'd start cooking. I know. Those okay, two. Gambit would start cooking and be amazing. I know. Oh. And like Rogue would too. They both are from the, the South. They yeah, have all really that good. Southern really cooking good. going on. And they're like, they. oh man, they would be so much fun to get stoned with. They need to be with us and... Beast and Forge just need to go to their own island and smoke over there and build shit to turn the sun into a battery. Yeah, I don't want to get high with Gene or Scott, by the way. I just don't think it would be very fun. I think they'd be pretty boring. I feel like Gene, I think, I feel like Scott does secretly and doesn't tell people. And I think he probably is okay on it. I think he's probably probably terrible. Gene, probably obnoxious as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know why. I'm just picturing her like smoking and starting She's to be like, like, guys, I just realized something. I am a planet, but like, I still love everyone. And like, no, it's worse than that. I feel like that's when she would get super judgy. I was at my buddy's art show a couple weeks ago, and there was like one girl there that was there for somebody at the art show, and she was stoned. And she just made, kept making really annoying comments to people that were like kind of insulting, where she was like going up to art. She's like, Oh, you missed a spot over here. <laughs> but like trying to make a joke and everyone was just like. And then like going up to somebody's like barber and be like, their haircut's really bad. Did you know that? Like, just like that kind of shit. Like, it's like nobody asked you, please leave. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Amazing. Final question from Brock, which is just easy. Which color would your Power Ranger suit be? I don't know how universal the colors and personality types are guess it depends on which series you claim ultimately so based on personality vibes or just appearance i think just pick your favorite color maddie oh my god (laughs) well my favorite color is blue but when i was a kid i had a treaty costume i was the yellow ranger for halloween that's right i feel like we gotta create like new colored rangers like where's the rainbow ranger Mm, we're the rainbow rangers that's right that's right I don't know. I've always wanted to be the Red Ranger. Is so. that our team name? <laughs> the Mutant Ages the Rainbow, Rainbow Rangers? Rangers. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> go, go, Rainbow Rangers. Wow. There's probably already like a Power Rangers show called the Rainbow Rangers that we just don't know about because there's like a thousand Power Rangers shows that have just been made this entire time in the background. Like it's crazy how many there are. They're extremely popular. I know. You know, I know. and like some of those characters will come back like 15 years later. I'm not talking about the original the yeah. movie that just came out there like literally they will just randomly be in a season unfortunately i mean like he's not in anymore but tommy was in it for like 20 seasons or something like that yeah no i know i i mean i just can't believe the power rangers is still going on i love power rangers but i it's like a comic book where you're like where do i start how long is this going to go on for like how much can i commit to this you know like <laughs> i mean i've committed zero because i don't care anymore i just i just those first five seasons i'm like i'm good there there's some other great content after that but like i can't I'm not making time for that. So anyway, yeah. Speaking of the Rainbow Rangers. Yeah, here we go. It's time for the, another episode of the Rainbow Rangers, a.k.a. the Mutant Ages, the comic book, which is a fan fiction that Ryan writes <laughs> about all the Mutant Ages participants. Beep, 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 All right, 
So anybody that's new here, many already kind of explained it, but it's just the cast of the Mutant Ages, the full cast. I mean, this is where the mm-hmm. so main it's like me, co-host. Ryan, and then also our Todd, friend Todd, Katie. who's a part-time co-host, and Katie and Ry T, who are on the Christmas special and also on our YouTube channel, and then Mr. Sinister. You know, all- <laughs> Our friend, Mr. Our friend, Mr. Sinister. Sinister. Sometimes our friend, Matty Alterio, who designed our t-shirt art, shows up way, way, way in the background. Yep. All these characters. We all have mutant powers. We all have mutant we powers. We are trying to stop Xavier, who keeps on changing the universe to be different. So mm-hmm. like all the plot things, so things that we have watched on the shows that we have consumed here at the Mutant Ages, yep. right? All the plot holes. And anything we've been like, those plot holes make no fucking sense. For example, Magneto and X-Men Evolution doing Mr. Sinister shit. We reveal as Mr. Sinister. So that's the kind of thing we're doing. We're running around with Sinister now. And <laughs> Emma Emma was leading the team, but got captured by Xavier. And yep. so we've been just on the Discorda ship, which is the essence of... not our, It's funny because it's Discorda is supposed to be the essence of the Mutant Ages Discord, but she's so bitchy and nobody in our Discord is like that. So no, it's just this character we've invented separately. She's developed a mind of her own. Right. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> and there's also Mystique's cloak that has come back to life and it's just annoying. Yeah, it's called Cloaky. <laughs> Cloaky. And it's a character. That's all you need to know. All right. So anyway, previously on the Mutant Ages, the comic book, since I just explained it, we're going to do it here. <laughs> the team was fixing plot holes created by Xavier, who wanted to change the universe in his image and had recently unmasked X-Men Evolution's Magneto, or as we like to call him, Fake Nito, because he was actually Mr. Sinister, but not the real Mr. Sinister, who has been busy on the Mutant Ages team playing antihero. Before this plot line could continue, Ryan was suddenly attacked by Sabretooth, along with 20 other characters who fucked Logan once as part of the, the League, League of, of Logan's, Logan's Evil, Evil Exes. Exes and Echo. I don't know why I had to announce that. Anyway, Logan claimed he didn't remember any of them, even though he kept saying their names. Now it's up to Ryan to fight all of them to take out their leader in Weapon X while everyone else just kind of stands there and watches this shit show. To the story, the Discordus ship hovered quietly over the trees of the Canadian wilderness, cloaked in an invisible to the naked eye. Snow dusted the ground and the branches below. A deer and other cast members of Bambi frolicked about, doing a little Disney dance. If you looked carefully in the distance, you could see the Hulk fighting Wendigo, and that's where they will stay, in the distance. The hatch to <laughs> the, hatch that the Discordus ship opened. Logan stood on the edge, looking out at the Canadian wilderness below him. Maddie, can you be Wolverine? Just doing this little monologue. Canada. Home sweet home. Or at least what I can remember, Logan thought to himself. All I do is fighting. And when I ain't doing that, I just want to fight some more. But here, out here in the wild, I feel at peace. The caged animal inside, free. It's better this way, where I can't hurt anyone. But do I truly belong? (laughs) What the hell is he doing getting ready to paint a picture of the Canadian mountainside? Katie asked from behind Logan, clearly agitated. No, he's having a lawn in a monologue, Kurt explained. Is that something he can do in the other room? You know. Not in the way, Todd asked. Be nice. Logan didn't have live journal growing up, so he has to do all of his angst internally, Ryan explained. Who is covered in band-aids? He's had a really hard day. You're the one who is covered in bandages from his exes, which apparently is everyone on the planet, Maddie said. Has anyone slept with as many people as Logan has? No idea, Truman blurted out. (laughs) Maddie, Todd, and Katie all turned to give Truman some massive side-eye. 
I am in the closest position I can get to the Weapon X facility without being seen, Discord has said through the sound system of the ship. Feel free to leave my vessel and get lost in the woods, never to return. <laughs> All right, I'm ready, Sinister said from behind the team. They turned around and saw that Sinister had changed for the occasion. Instead of his normal attire, Sinister now wore a large winter coat shaped like the robe worn by Tilda Swinton in The Lion, and the Witch, and the Wardrobe. A huge red diamond was sewn onto the back in an intricate design. He held up a syringe. Who's ready to go have some fun in the Weapon X playground? Why is he here again? Todd asked. Something about finding Apocalypse to save the universe. I don't even know anymore, Maddie replied. Logan, you make a better door than a window. Are you going to move or what? Logan suddenly let loose a ridiculous scream and just fell out of the ship. Maddie's eyes slowly watched Logan plummet to the ground and land in the snow with a poof. Maddie just sighed and put her hand on Nightcrawler, who had linked hands with everyone in a circle. With a quick bamf, they all appeared in the snow several miles below next to Logan. You can pick it up here. Whoa, that was so cool. We just bamfed with Nightcrawler. I'm never washing my hands again, Truman exclaimed with excitement. Joy meningitis, Katie muttered. Wait, can we go back and do that again? Ryan asked. I want to do it with a slow-mo filter on my vlogging camera so I can overlayer it with Eminence Front by The Who. <laughs> Great song. <laughs> Ryan, we're not jumping out of a plane twice, Maddie said. But Ryan and Kurt were already repeatedly <laughs> teleporting back and forth from the plane. Maddie grabbed Ryan by the shoulder. Oh my God, stop! <laughs> okay, fine. But only because I got a lot of footage, Ryan said. Ryan, can you even use the Who on your YouTube channel without a copyright strike? Todd asked. Oh, shit, Ryan said, then twirled around and managed to somehow fall into the snow. What? Maddie started to ask, but was cut off by Ryan flying forward as Logan exploded out of the snow, screaming for no reason. Snow and ice flew into everyone's eyes as they all screamed for a good reason. Cloaky giggled as he floated down from the ship, avoiding everything. <laughs> Remember? If you, I can't fucking do this. I'll be cloaky. Remember, if you get ice thrown in your eyes and it obscures your vision, make sure to slam ice in your other eyes so at least your vision is balanced. <laughs> cloaky said with a cute little twirl and sparkle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Cloaky's evil, Todd commented. <laughs> Maddie walked over to a fence covered in barbed wire in front of them and gazed down a hill towards a big facility that was clearly Weapon X. Okay, Sage, we're in position. How do we get into the Weapon X facility? Maddie said into her ex-communicator. Walk one mile to the south, and there will be a secret entrance underneath the snow that looks like a sewer lid. Remove that and follow the ladder down into a subtunnel that will take you directly into the heart of the facility, Sage explained. Remember, this is a covert mission to get to the next anomaly. It's imperative that you're stealthy. Suddenly, all the alarms in the Weapon X facility went off. <laughs> Wait, what the hell? Maddie screamed. <laughs> she looked up and saw Logan had already climbed the fence, which triggered the alarm and was now stuck <laughs> in the barbed wire. He screamed, unsheathed his claws to cut himself free, and dropped on the side. Logan, what are you doing? I've got to get to the middle, Logan yelled back, which explained nothing. He then ran <laughs> off doing a series of ballet moves past the security cameras that could clearly see him. Does he even know where he's going? Or is his brain on autopilot from an outdated Tom Tom? Katie asked. <laughs> well, as stated on previous episodes of the Mutant Ages, Logan can't read a map, Todd pointed out. <laughs> Uh, guys, should we do something about that? Truman asked and gestured to the hordes of Weapon X agents running up the hill towards them, guns drawn in their general direction. Maybe they don't know our exact position, Ryan suggested. In that moment, the Discorda ship decided to randomly uncloak itself and giving away their position. It flew out of sight. Oh my God, why did the ship just randomly uncloak? Maddie screamed. 
Well, this is quite entertaining. If only I had brought popcorn, Sinister commented. (laughs) Over there, an agent screamed. Thank you, generic agent number one, Todd commented. (laughs) Why don't you take it over? Shall I teleport us in? Kurt asked Maddie. Hell no! Let's make these bitches twist and shout, Maddie said. She quickly played a tune on her guitar and blasted the energy directly into the fence, which sparkled with pink energy and then blew apart. What the hell was that Sailor Moon shit? Katie exclaimed. Huh, I guess my powers are evolving, Maddie commented, then charged headfirst into the sea of agents playing music and blasting them apart. Hey, wait, I have an idea, Truman said. He turned to the camera. Hey, author, (laughs) you should roll your D20 to see how this battle plays out. Great idea, an ominous voice that sounded a lot like Ryan echoed from the sky. What the hell was that cracktastic shit, Katie asked. Nobody answered. (laughs) Maddie ran into the center of the men with guns. She played a little tune on her guitar. Roll! (laughs) I'm not going to do that every time. I can't scream that. This is funny. So I did actually roll a two, which is hilarious. So this is just basically like going to play out. For our listeners' sake, you should all know I am the person in the party who cannot roll. So it's just like I rarely roll anything above like a five. Um, Maddie stepped on a patch of ice and slipped on her ass. She took damage to her own butt due to holding the keytar above her hands not to break it. The agent circled her, guns drawn. Uh, hey guys, you wouldn't want to make this an easy fight, would you? Maddie asked. One of the agents began to slowly pull the trigger. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> Throwback to Ryan's writing when he was 13. Ryan gasped directly into his vlogging camera for a dramatic effect, then remembered that somebody was about to attack Maddie. He ran toward the group of agents. Freeze frame, Ryan shouted. Roll. It hits. Now let's roll for damage. Ryan was busy looking at his vlogging camera screen and accidentally freezed himself in place, not helping at all. However, it did distract the agent from taking his shot. Todd sighed and ran into the battle. We're rolling again. Todd began to do one of his famous bayoneted backflips, but slipped in the snow, rolling down the hill. Wow, okay, maybe this wasn't a good way to dictate this battle, Truman commented. (laughs) You want to help, or do you want to keep talking to the sky like a dragon is up there listening to you, Katie commented. Oh yeah, good idea, but uh, there's nothing to go online with here. So Truman said, and just took a defensive position. Katie (laughs) let out an annoyed sigh. Must I do everything around here, Katie commented. She jumped up onto the nearby fence and reached up for the barbed wire. This is where you get to roll 19. Katie took possession of the barbed wire, growing two huge eyes and slipped down to the battle like a slinky from hell. Now we're rolling for damage and I rolled a fucking four. Katie leapt at the circle of agents, prepared to wrap around them like a death rope, but instead got tangled up in a tree branch above the fence. She screamed out in frustration. I've got you, Moynin Freundin, Kurt called out. He teleported up to the tree where Katie had become a tangled mess. And we rolled and everything was perfect. So Kurt appeared next to Katie in barbed wire form. He pulled out a pirate's cutlass he kept on him for good luck and took a slash at the branch, cutting her free from her tangled nightmare. Cloaky, get to Maddie, Katie called out. (laughs) Cloaky rose up and a huge smile crossed his face. Now it's time to discover the true power of Cloaky. (laughs) Cloaky said with a huge smile. He rolled and it hits. So Cloaky opened his, well cloak into what looked like a black vortex and when he rolled for damage i rolled a fucking one so instead a bunch of glitter exploded out of him and all over the agents it wasn't particularly useful but it did make them shiny and distract them long enough for sinister to finally do something well this has been fun to watch but i'm getting rather bored now mr sinister said 
And now he's rolling, and it hits. He pulled out a gun with a syringe attached to it, a striking similar quality to the one used by Hideki in the Wolverine anime. And now I rolled a one. Uh, Sinister (laughs) shot it at the agent with a gun pointed at Maddie. All it did was explode into red goo because it was never explained to us in the anime. And Sinister just shrugged. Well, I tried. Best of luck. I'll be here to scrape your DNA up off the ground. My turn, the agent said. And of course, this is when I rolled a fucking 19. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I rolled for damage and it's still me. So I can't roll for shit. And it was one. The agent took a shot at Maddie point blank and somehow it missed by a full nine feet. Wait, what the hell? (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm out, the booming voice from above said, and he put away his dice. Katie let out an annoyed sigh and glared at the author. Okay, you can read, come, you can pick up from here <laughs> after all that. Sure. Suddenly, what felt like a meteor hit the center of this battle. Everyone went flying all over the place. Todd, who finally got back up the hill, also fell back down. Ryan continued to fall for a second time for heightened effect. The sound of the guards being killed could be heard with a repeated strangling and cracking sound. As the dust and the snow cleared, Maddie squinted her eyes to make out a hulking figure. As her eyes came into focus, she noticed two long tentacles coming out of his hands. <laughs> oh, no, no, please, no. Just stop. Stop. Why? Maddie cried out. <laughs> the man turned around to reveal that he was none other than Omega Red. Why was he here? Who knows? Filler, I guess. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that Omega Red? Truman said, a little too giddy to see their opponent. Omega Red, Logan isn't available to fuck right now. Call back tomorrow, Todd said. (laughs) I am not here for Wolverine, Omega Red said in his over-the-top Russian accent as voiced by an American man or woman. My fight is with (laughs) him. Omega Red pointed at Ryan, who looked behind him, then turned around and gasped in shock. Wait, me? Ryan exclaimed. Yes, as stated by the League of Logan's exes. Now you must die, comrade, Omega Red said. He whipped a tentacle at Ryan, who screamed and jumped out of the way. Did that look cool? Ryan asked his camera. Also, Kurt, teleport me inside the complex. I can't without being able to see where I'm going or else I might get stuck in a wall, Kurt called back. I'm okay with that, Katie commented. (laughs) Omega Red screamed and continued to whip his tentacles around in a beautiful dance. Oh, for fuck's sake, enough with the porn star ribbon dancer, Todd said. He pulled out his notepad and quickly wrote something down, then picked up the words off the page. Todd teleported the Mutant Ages team into the facility to wherever the fuck Logan went. <laughs> Todd threw the words at the team, and with a flash and a blip and a snap and a ping and a toot, the team suddenly was inside the halls of the Weapon X facility. Logan was angrily slashing at a door, still screaming at nothing. Logan, there you are, Ryan said, jumping on his hairy boyfriend. And why are you using that door like a cat scratcher? Katie asked. Because whoever's running this joint is behind this door. I can smell him, Logan said. Then he paused and looked at everyone for a long time. Wait, what the hell? (laughs) We were running out of options and I teleported everyone to wherever the fuck this is. And now I have one spinning axe left. You're welcome, Todd said bitterly. (laughs) Oh, wait, I let me read this because it's crazy. You should capitalize the word fuck, Clippy suggested. Get out of here, Clippy, the ominous voice that sounded like Ryan said again. Oh my god, Clippy, you look so good these days, Clippy said happily. (laughs) What the hell is happening right now, Katie screamed. Why the hell is that? Why are talking, Logan shouted. Why are any of you talking? Are you listening to any of this, Todd screamed. (laughs) Sage, Logan thinks he can smell the leader of Weapon X and the leader of his exes, Maddie started to say. Evil exes, Logan interrupted. Yeah, sure, whatever. Does this match up with your anomaly, Maddie said into her ex-communicator? Affirmative. Your heat signatures match the data I'm reading on the anomaly. Can you reach it, Sage asked. Negative. There is a reinforced door here, Maddie commented. 
Aha! Or is there? Truman said with a huge smile. Everyone just stared at him because, you know, I can go online. Who are you again, bub? Logan genuinely asked. Nobody answered him. Would that work? This is a locked door, not the internet, Maddie said. Sure, but it's an electronic door activated by a touchpad code. I just need to go inside of the control pad and crack the firewall. After all, I am a master coder, Truman said directly into Ryan's vlogging camera. Hell, I think anything is worth a shot at this point, Maddie replied. I could use one of those right about now, Sinister commented. You all have been absorbed in your pathetic battle that nobody even noticed that I was here for a whole minute. That's what we call ignoring you, Todd responded. I'm sorry, but I don't respond to people beneath me, Sinister replied. Now get to opening the door. Show us that you are a true man if you catch my drift. Ouch, that was bad, Katie commented. I was talking about his manhood, Sinister confirmed. We know what you were talking about, Katie cried out. Okay, guys, wish me luck, Truman said. He walked over to the control panel and placed his hands on the glowing yellow buttons. His eyes rolled into the back of his head as if his soul had left his body. A spectral version of Truman flowed into the control panel. His face appeared on the lock screen. He waved. Yo, it worked. Is Neo in there? Ryan suddenly screamed. Uh, no, Truman responded. (laughs) But uh, there's some weird ladies behind you. Here, Maddie, you want to enjoy this? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Trinity? Ryan said excitedly. He spun around only to face Silver Fox and Viper. Hello, worm. I hope you're ready to die. Viper hissed with a sadistic smile. Wait. Silver Fox, Logan said in genuine shock. You're, you're alive? You already knew I was alive, you idiot, Silver Fox replied. And we've come here to fight Ryan, another voice shouted. Ryan twirled around again to see that Maverick was pointing a gun at them. Really? Right now? Maddie asked. We're kind of in the middle of something. Logan, who are these people? I have no idea, bub, Logan (laughs) responded, dumbfounded. You literally just said her name, Todd yelled. (laughs) That's because Silver Fox is the one who gave me my name, Logan said. He looked at Silver Fox with sad puppy eyes. It's true, Silver Fox responded. Once there was a wolverine who ran outside at night and howled at the moon like a wolf. He turned into a werewolf and ate the stars, then fought the moon. When the moon went to deliver the final blow, a mouse came outside and said to the moon, Let the wolverine live. (laughs) The wolverine had already eaten the stars and he had to live with that pain inside of his body for the rest of his life, carrying the weight of the universe. The moon decided that was his punishment and set the wolverine free. (laughs) It's beautiful, Logan said, tears in his eyes. The wolverine is me. (laughs) What was that explanation? A cutaway scene from Family Guy? Katie cried out. Yeah, who gives a shit? I'm just here to cut up Loverboy, Viper said, smiling at Ryan. I'm definitely better in one piece. Unlike pizza, Ryan replied. (laughs) Viper pulled out from between the crack of big old titties and jumped at Ryan, who screamed. What did she pull out? I was supposed to be a knife. knife. (laughs) Oh, my God. She pulled out something. You um, pulled, she pulled from, out a knife. It, it's, like, it's like Mad Libs. You decide whatever she pulls out from being between her big old yeah. titties. She yeah, pulled she, out. She pulled out a purple vial of poison. She pulled um, out a pizza slicer since we're talking about pizza. I don't know. <laughs> that would actually be hilarious if you pulled out one of those little circular pizza slicers. Anyway, Ryan just screamed in response and didn't move for some reason. Suddenly, Suddenly I'm reading oh, this ahead. part because you need to take a break take for a break. this piece. Suddenly, the wall blew apart as Omega Red Kool-Aid Man walked through the door. I mean, through the wall, not the door. There's no door here. It's, it's Omega Red. He only does one thing. He walks through walls. 
Everyone mm-hmm. screamed and fell over. Ryan somehow landed <laughs> on Viper and Silver Fox, jabbing his elbows into both of their faces and crushing them into coins. I, apparently Maverick is here and I did not introduce him. But no, you swore- did. You did. Oh, well, you're right. I did. His, There's his, just so many X's you can't, I can't remember Even them I can't keep track and I'm writing it. His foot swung up as he slipped backward and kicked Maverick into Katie's sharp, twirly body, which caused him to explode into money. Ryan, our fight is not over, Omega Red screamed. Omega Red! Logan screamed, <laughs> seemingly remembering his name. He threw himself at Omega Red. Within seconds, Logan's clothes shredded into nothing as he tangled himself into Omega Red's tentacles. They wrestled sexually on the ground as Omega Red literally probed Logan's butthole. Ryan screamed and ran over to a nearby door to get away from the chaos. With the push of a button, the door slid open. Ryan walked inside and was faced with hundreds of women. Uh, what the fuck? Ryan asked. (laughs) One unidentifiable woman stepped forward. Hello, we are the countless nameless women that Logan fucked in one issue of a comic book never to be mentioned again. And we've all come to fight you, said Mary Sue. Um, I think my microwave is ringing or exploding because it's raining. So, uh, gotta go, Ryan said. He backed into the hallway, then shut the locked door. Maddie stared at him, then turned to the lock screen next to her. So, how's that password going, Truman? Maddie casually asked. Almost got it. And done, Truman responded. He smiled. Suddenly, Truman's face wiped away from the lock screen as he was replaced by Rick Astley saying, never gonna give you up. <laughs> Ryan screamed in horror in the background. No! Years of managing cons have come back to haunt me, Ryan screamed, trying to hide behind Cloakie, who was busy dancing. <laughs> this was one of my favorites, Cloakie said with a giggle. <laughs> Remember, if you can't access a Spotify account, just use Ryan's to build playlists, playlists instead. Wait, what? Ryan started, but Cloakie had already taken Ryan's phone and was adding the song to Cloakie's mix on Spotify. Yes, this playlist actually exists on Spotify. (laughs) I should be annoyed about this, but it's pretty catchy, Maddie said, bopping her head to the beat. Just what I always wanted. Omega Red fucking Logan to Rick Astley, Todd said. Maybe try opening the door? Oh yeah, sure, Truman said. The YouTube video came to a pause, and he walked out in front of it on the screen. A bunch of Matrix numbers spun around him like a bad Rorschach test. And then with a ping, the doors open. Truman's soul flew out of the keypad and back into his body. Now that's what I call landing line. (laughs) Truman, that joke wasn't legible to anyone in this room, Maddie responded. (laughs) Should we do something about that? Todd asked, gesturing at the porn that was happening between Logan and Omega Red. Honestly, I'm a little jealous, but I'm also completely exhausted from fighting absolutely everyone that Logan has ever met, Ryan responded. Just let them get it out of their system so I can sit down for five seconds and eat this protein bar. Ryan leaned against the wall and pulled out a Kit Kat. Ryan, that's a Kit Kat, Maddie said. <laughs> Ryan just shrugged. In that moment, Katie's spirit left the barbed wire and returned to her own body. She stomped over to Ryan and snatched the candy bar from him. What the hell, Katie? Ryan yelled. Listen, I was just a cameo from Toy Story for the past 10 minutes. My energy level is low. I need this, Katie yelled. She took a bite and then immediately fell backward into a deep sleep. Cloakie caught her in his flowy muscular arms. <laughs> Gross, right? Yeah. When you need to nap, just hit your head against the wall until you pass out, Cloakie stated and then giggled. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it looks like this is up to none other than me. Sinister, he said, stepping in front of Maddie. You've been standing around doing jack shit for the past 20 minutes, Maddie replied. I'm sorry, I don't listen to bargain bin dazzler, Sinister said. 
He hip-checked Maddie into the nearby wall and opened the door to the room. His eyes lit up with little hearts upon seeing the large, sterile lab on the other side. Now this is my kind of secret lair. He could pick it up. The cast of the mutant ages poured into the room behind Sinister. Several beds with shackles and wires connected to them lined the walls. Desks bubbled with beakers, and movie cameras seemed to be lined up everywhere. What the hell? Are we back in the Mojoverse again? Maddie asked. Hardly, a familiar husky voice said. They all looked toward the other end of the room, where a large chair sat in front of several monitors that showed sets of every part of Logan's life before he lived at Xavier's. The chair spun around to reveal, Mystic! Ryan shouted. It's Mystique, you imbecile! Mystique barked back at him. <laughs> Logan also wandered into the room, a scrap of fabric covering his goods, but not his ass. Um, <laughs> have you tried putting clothes on, Logan? Todd asked. I like him better this way, Ryan commented, but where's Omega Red? Taking a little nap if you catch my drift, bub, Logan said as he dramatically sheathed his claws. Muta, what are you doing here? Kurt asked as he stepped forward. Sorry, I had to do the German part. Yeah, I was like, what is happening? Uh, why is this in German? <laughs> I'm confused and scared. Uh, the answer is simple, Mystique replied. I've taken over Weapon X for what they did to Logan and I many years ago. Uh, what? Maddie said, genuinely confused. <laughs> Mystique walked towards Logan. You see, Logan and I were part of Weapon X together, Mystique replied. She stroked Logan's cheek. We were in love and going to have a family until Weapon X snatched us up along with Maverick and Sabretooth. They erased all our memories except for mine. Logan helped me escape only to be captured himself. My darling was then bonded with adamantium. He could not remember me, but I remember him or at least who he used to be. It ain't true, Logan yelled. That was Silver Fox and then she died. Logan, she was in the other room, Maddie replied. <laughs> Logan looked at Maddie with total loss and confusion in his eyes. <laughs> if I can't have Logan, then no one can, Mystique yelled. She walked back to the console and slammed a big red button. The monitors changed to show all of Logan's exes. This is why I created the League of Logan's exes. What straight weirdo wrote you like this, Maddie asked. <laughs> Probably Joss Whedon, Ryan said with a shrug. She's got this all wrong, Logan said. He turned to Ryan and put his hand on his shoulder. Babe, you've got to believe me. The League of Exes was something I made up to pretend like I ain't remembering them. Yeah, tell us something we don't know, Ryan commented. He placed his <laughs> hand on Logan's. We all deal with our traumas in weird ways. If we stop Mystique, does that mean your exes will stop coming after me? Yes, and if the League of Exes is discontinued by my mother, then we will all be free of our contracts, Kurt commented. None of this <laughs> makes sense, literally any of it. Maddie pointed out. <laughs> who? Logan shouted. <laughs> I'm sorry. Logan just screaming who in the middle. This know, is very really funny good. to me. <laughs> Todd, can you just fix this? Maddie asked in an exhausted tone. Yeah, sure. I'll just waste my last spinning axe on Logan's bullshit again. It's fine. It's fine. Todd said, definitely not fine. <laughs> he scribbled something down on his notepad, then lifted the words off the page. Mystique remembered that she should be fucking Destiny and not Logan. Todd threw the words at Mystique, which twirled around her like a Sailor Moon transformation scene. Mystique glowed a bright white light, rose into the air, turned literally into exactly how she looked before and landed on the ground. <laughs> she gritted her teeth. That bastard will pay for making me into one of that Neanderthal's exes, Mystique sneered. Mystique, what happened to you? The last time we saw you, it was months ago on Elder Baron 5, Maddie said. What happened on Elder Baron 5, Truman asked yet again. <laughs> Something very important, Ryan whispered back. He didn't answer the question. I'll pick it up if you want to take a break here. <laughs> As you probably recall, that egotistical man, Xavier, mind-wiped all of us, Mystique replied. That bastard has gotten stronger now that he's working with the Xaviers in the multiverse. 
I will kill him. Get a line and take a number, Maddie commented. Sinister, stop playing with the lab equipment. What? I was only looking, Sinister said, holding two armfuls of equipment. <laughs> Put it back, Maddie commanded. Sinister <laughs> sighed and slammed everything onto a nearby desk. <laughs> it was too heavy for me to carry anyway, and I clearly can't trust you peasants to do it, Sinister commented. <laughs> well, at least the League of Exes will stop coming after me, Ryan said with a sigh of relief. He turned to Kurt. That means you're off the hook of our deal. Wait, what the hell was the deal? Logan asked. Ryan whispered something into Logan's ear. Logan grinned and gave Kurt sexy eyes. Oh, no, he ain't. The deal's back on, bub. What exactly was the deal? Truman asked. You can give me the full details. <laughs> <laughs> a good man keeps his secrets to himself, Kurt said with a blush, if you could see through his blue fur. Katie will be glad she was asleep for this entire part. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I gotta say, writing Todd in these stories is amazing. I don't know. Todd has the best lines. Anyway, um, Mystique, have you seen Emma? We barely escaped Xavier back in the Mojoverse and lost her during the battle, Maddie asked. If I knew where she was, then I wouldn't be here playing Xavier's puppet, Mystique snapped. But aren't you all my puppets? The sound of Xavier's familiar (laughs) voice resounded against the walls of the room. The cast of the mutant ages looked up to see that Xavier was now standing in the monitoring booth above them. He spoke to them through the loudspeaker. That's Xavier, Ryan yelled. (laughs) (laughs) Every fairy tale needs a villain, (laughs) Cloakie said with a giggle. I thought he ripped you in half, Xavier commented. Sticks and stones can break your bones, but not if you don't have any, Cloakie said and did a little twirl. (laughs) (laughs) What's the meaning of this, Chuck? Logan demanded. I've been trying to track you all down since you escaped Elderbaran 5, Xavier explained. Your constant meddling and fixing the universe is becoming quite cumbersome for the Council of Xavier's. I will point this out again. Xavier's plural, Todd commented. <laughs> it is truly the most terrifying thing I can imagine. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> Whatever you're planning, Xavier, it's not going to work, Maddie yelled. We've already undone dozens of your edits to reality, and quite frankly, I am ready to control alt delete you from existence. Oh, my dear child, you've already fallen into my trap, Xavier said with a laugh. Ha ha ha! <laughs> I don't know what exactly. <laughs> I, like, I, I just feel like that's what it should be. I used Mystique to create the League of Logan's X's to lure you all here into this very room and use Todd's final spinning X on Mystique. There is no escape now. There's always a thing called the door, Todd commented. <laughs> he walked to the door, then stopped. Uh, guys, there's no button here. This door only opens one way, Xavier explained. And as Logan already learned, it is reinforced with adamantium. Brilliant, isn't it? Kurt, teleport up there and stop Xavier, Maddie yelled. Nothing happened. Kurt? Maddie turned to see that Kurt had passed out on the ground, sound asleep. Xavier laughed again. Ha ha ha! (laughs) (laughs) Please, do you really think I would allow your teleporter to stay awake? Psychic powers, Xavier said and pointed at his head. He grinned. Which is precisely what I'm going to use on all of you to keep you out of my way for good. Guys, I think he's going to brainwash us, Truman yelled. (laughs) Fucking duh, Maddie yelled. (laughs) Suddenly, gas poured out of the vents in the room. Everyone started to cough. Okay, I've had quite enough of this. Time to put the good professor to bed, Sinister said. He stepped forward and raised one hand to shoot a charge blast at the window, which was immediately absorbed into the material. It can't be! I'm perfection! (laughs) Oh, Sinister, you're much better when you're on a leash, Xavier said. At this point, most of the mutant ages had fallen to the ground. They choked as their vision blurred. Ryan reached out for Maddie, but passed out on top of Logan's naked body. Maddie looked over at Cloakie, who was wrapped around Katie. Cloakie, save us, Maddie barely choked out. 
My magical powers can't transport all of you out of here, Cloakie said. He smiled. But don't worry, I'll come back for all of you. Cloakie sucked Katie somewhere into the dark abyss of his cloak, and with a little twirl, the two of them just disappeared. <laughs> Cloakie, Maddie muttered out before her eyes fogged over. Then everything went black. Okay, this like next, this final piece. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Just like <laughs> beep beep beep. It's time to wake up. Beep beep beep. It's time to wake up. Maddie groaned as she rolled over in her bed, her sheets on the floor. The window was wide open as the hot air filled the room. The sound of cicadas chirping brought in the symphonic sound of summer. Oh my god! In the distance, she could hear the faint sound of a train passing through its morning route. Maddie slowly rose and opened her big eyes. Her hair fluttered over her face. Her chin seemed pointy, and her nose was more or less a lawn line. She looked over at the clock that had a cat dancing on top of the numbers. Uh, you know, I didn't write this in here, but I really meant to write that it was Warren, like <laughs> like a little animated Warren, yeah, your cat. Yeah. Going, beep beep beep! It's time to wake up. Beep beep beep! It's time to wake up. Maddie's eyes suddenly widened even more as she gasped and fell out of her bed. Oh no, I'm late to school, Maddie yelled, a huge swept dry up on her head. She ran over to the window and looked out at the cityscape of Tokyo. A bunch of birds dramatically flew by as she stared at it for a very long time. She turned to the camera, winked, and made a peace sign. She giggled, today is the day. And I don't know how to pronounce to be continued in like Japanese, but I think... Tsutsuko! Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is happening in this episode? Why did Maddie turn into anime? What did Xavier do to the mutant ages? Are there any more veggie burgers in the fridge? Where did Cloakie take Katie? Is Omega Red still naked in Weapon X? What was the point of him? What was the secret between Kurt, Logan, and Ryan? Why is Xavier a piece of shit? Find out next time in Mutant Ages of the Manga. I love that it's the Mutant Ages of the Manga. <laughs> oh my god. We get to do the X-Men anime and the Wolverine anime. Yes. Yeah. I also was so excited when I realized that it would have to be Mystique on the other side of the door because that was like the final thing from Wolverine and the X-Men that we would have to clear up. When did you figure that out? <sighs> it's the line where you're like, it's the leader of Weapon X and the leader of Logan's X's. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Why would we be going to Weapon X? And also the evil X's, that would include Mystique, who I had completely forgotten about. But yeah, very oh, yeah, good. Of course, we, very had to good. we had to fix that. Yeah, of course. The other thing that I meant to write in here, and I didn't mention this, and I, I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, oh, I got to go edit that line in there. And I didn't was that when Mystique shows up, I was going to have Cloakie be like, oh, hi, Mystique. Yeah. I missed you. And she's going to be like, get away from you, dish rag. <laughs> no, like that is that it was supposed to be in there. And I, I feel like. That's the only piece that I missed. Mm -hmm. Everything else is in there. It was a little lengthy, but I was like, I just really got to clear out of the evil exes and be done with this. So yeah, like, <laughs> like, I was like, how many how many episodes can we spend on writing? the evil exes? I mean, yeah, I mean, seriously, there were more I could have written in, and I was just like, like that scene with um the countless women who was supposed to be me fighting all those, and I was just like tired, and I was like, I'm not writing this. We're just gonna back <laughs> out of the room, like. <laughs> It was a good scene as it was, honestly. <laughs> like, there was supposed to be more, like, Viper and all that. And then I had Mega Red Burst. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to kill everybody. Like, I was like, we're just done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at a certain point, it's like, there's just too many freaking exes, you know? What are you supposed to do? Like, I mean, what is Logan's problem? I don't know. He can't keep it in his pants and he can't remember anything. So as far as he's concerned, he's a virgin. 
and every single person is his first. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that Logan was just like, I've never had sex before. <laughs> He's like, I've never gotten this close to somebody before <laughs> other than 6,000 other people before you, but I don't know who they were. But I don't remember that, so it didn't count. Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that is part of why he always seems so innocent because and so vulnerable. She's like, I didn't lose my virginity because I didn't put it all the way in. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my God. Okay. Anyway... <laughs> Can't wait for the mutant ages, the manga. Gonna be great. Gonna be wonderful. Um, but that's it for this week's episode. Uh, that's right. Mutantages.com. It's a website. It's our website. TheMutantAges.com will take you there as well. ScienceScene.net will take you there. And on the right-hand side, it's got all the different ways you can contact us. If you want to be in the next listener mail episode, uh, you can email us at themutantages at gmail.com. You can join that Discord server, which is a heck of a lot nicer than Discorda is to us. <laughs> uh, there's an invite link right there. We've got a voicemail inbox, which is 1-508-319-1668. And we actually have a P.O. box for physical mail, which is P.O. box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. If you mail us something, just let us know. Yeah, thanks to people who are sending stuff in. Thank you. Yeah, it's always nice to get stuff. Also, we are all over social media. Where the mutant age is on all those places. You know, you used to list, list all, all. all the social, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not doing that. I stopped doing it on my YouTube channel. I used to be at them, be like, you can find me here. I just go, you can find me in social. I'll show some icons, but truly, there's so many that have appeared in the past three weeks that I'm just like, just type in the mutant ages. It's everywhere, mm-hmm. like on all of them, even Blue Sky. Like, we manage that. Yeah, we're all on all of them. Whatever one you're using at that moment, follow the mutant ages on there so you can keep up with our updates. And also, we're individually on all those places. I'm at Mitty Myers on every single one of them, which I'm not going to list. How about you, Rye? Same. I'm Ryan <laughs> Pagella. And I also do have that YouTube channel. But if you, you can Google it. I think you could just search it. It's also known as Ryan's Adventure Life. But also, The Mutant Ages is on YouTube. And it's been a little bit since we've posted stuff there. But if you're looking for additional content and you're new here and you're like, wow, I have finished up the backlog of episodes. What else can I consume? Well, obviously, there's the Patreon where there's bonus episodes. But also, YouTube where we have played through numerous X-Men games and we've made some parody videos. We've matched up some clips to this show with the clips of the actual animated shows. You know, there's a lot of good stuff over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, I'm thinking maybe after your wedding, Maddie, we can do a game. I just like, I'm not willing to commit until I'm back to work until your wedding and until your wedding is over. And yeah, I, feel I like, know. It's been kind of a crazy time for both of us, honestly. But, yeah, you so know. like, I kind of feel like right now it's just like August is a little clunky. But after that, I would love to tackle the next game. Hell yeah. So. Hell yeah. But yeah, go check it out. Yup. And we have a Patreon, like Ryan said, which is at patreon.com slash the mutant ages. Uh, Ryan and Todd recorded an episode without me about secret invasion. You're going to have to Very become good stuff. a it's Patreon supporter if you want to listen to that. And you can listen to a ton of other episodes, some of which have taught on them, some of which are just me and Ryan. It's all kinds of crazy stuff. Check it out. Also, our highest your Patreon supporters get a shout out on the show. That's right. Um, oh, it's a it's a comic book episode. So I don't have a crazy voice this week. And I've already done many. So <laughs> yeah, we've already done crazy voices this week. Shout out to Samuel B and Soren B for not being one of Logan's exes. Yeah. And so I don't have to fight Stay you. Strong. It's great. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, you know what? It's great. But also thank you for being our top tier Patreon supporters. We super appreciate it. We super appreciate you mm-hmm. and for being longtime supporters of the show. And honestly, thank you, everyone who listens to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. And if you can't afford to support us, we appreciate you regardless, especially if you are capable of writing a review or sharing the show with your friends on your personal social media, because that's how people find it. 
Word of mouth, baby. That's right. And uh, yeah, that's that's another episode from us. I guess I should mention that I did go on Twitch the other day and streamed a little bit of Devil May Cry, the oh, first game. Oh, sounds like people I don't know if I'm going to play through all of them, you. but I just... Yeah, I mean, like, you never know what I'm going to do. I have been playing, like, pretty consecutively between the Kingdom Hearts and Resident Evil games. I just kind of decided that's what the channel is. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm going to do that with all of Devil May Cry, but you can find that on there. It's fun. You know, just follow the the Discord channel that says Ryan Twitch Streaming, and you might catch something that's relevant to the show. So, hell yeah. Great game, by the way. Honestly, really good game. Better than the Wolverine anime, which we return to next week with... Episode 11, Kurahagi. I know. You know what? There's two episodes left. I know. And then we'll we'll be watching uh, whatever episodes are relevant with Blade and Iron Man. Those are reared up and ready to go. Uh, Well, we'll do a wrap up on the animes. And we'll be watching Logan with Todd, which I'm so excited for him to (laughs) be suffering through that. And also, we're going to have a special episode with the full cast of the Mutant Ages once when we get there. Yeah. Lots of good stuff coming our way. We're going to do it again. Yeah. We'll be fine. It's been a little bit, so it's about time. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, till thank then. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. On the Resident Evil Ages. <laughs> That's not what we would call it. <laughs> You're right. It would probably be like... The Mutation the Umbrella ages. ages. The Virus Ages. That's a terrible name. These are bad. I, I like the Umbrella Ages. I think that works. Although it kind of sounds stupid because you're like thinking of like literal parasols. <laughs> yeah. The Raccoon Uh-oh. Ages. It sounds stupid. We better not call it something that <laughs> sounds stupid. But wait, I like how you... <laughs> wait a second. You said the Mutation Ages, so we'd have the Mutant Ages and then the Mutant Ages, and you joking. would never know which one. We'd get confused and we'd start uploading it to the wrong channel. All right, we got to go. That's enough of this. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> See you next time. See you next time. The